Welcome to the Dare to Date podcast, the podcast where I have the bigger conversations about dating, love, life, and relationships. You know the ones, the ones that change lives. Now, in this week's podcast, I'm not interviewing anyone. In fact, I'm going to give you some dating tricks, tips, and hacks to improve your dating life. Now, I know that there can be a lot of emotional fatigue that comes from dating. You know, you put yourself out there, you're all excited that something's going to happen and it doesn't and it leads to disappointment, it leads to confusion. It probably leads you down the road of finding some dating advice and there is an endless amount of dating advice out there. Some is great and some quite honestly is terrible and will actually take you further away from being successful in your dating life. And what I want to do in this podcast is cut through some of that noise and give you advice that works. Now, what I do know is it can be really easy to self-diagnose yourself. If you listen to something and think, well, this is my problem, or this is my problem, or this is what I've got to do to fix it. But sometimes you don't really know what the solution is for that is, or you can diagnose yourself wrong. There's a lot of terms that are thrown around and overused, you know, gaslighting, narcissists, all of those things, attachment styles. People can go, well, this is my attachment style. And then they can over-identify with something that really gets away, get in the way, gets in the way of their dating success. So, you know, what I find doing a lot of dating relationship coaching is that sometimes you need something someone outside of yourself to help you do that the other thing that I do find is there can be contradictory advice but often two things can be true at the same time and that's called a paradox I'm sure you've heard you'll find love when you least expect it and the reality is that happens for a lot of people right? And then on the flip side, where you're not going to find love sitting on your couch is also true because I've seen plenty of people that have gone 20, 30 years and never met someone they wanted. Love didn't happen when they least expect it. One of the reasons I know that love can happen when you least expect it is people stop doing the weird stuff they do to try and get love. So often when people are trying too hard, they don't come across as their best self. They don't come across as natural and relaxed. It's like they're trying to force the situation. They're trying too hard. They're too needy. They're too desperate and they give off the wrong vibe. It really is important when you're out there dating to be able to relax and be yourself, which can be tough, right? <laughs> it, it really can be tough because what I do know is putting yourself out there, no one likes rejection. Women don't like rejection. Men don't like rejection. Men are often expected to go and approach women and it's really terrifying. You know, I have the most confident guys who, who are very successful in businesses still suffer that worry about being rejected. You know, people will tell you not to take rejection personally, but it can often feel pretty personal. But the fact of the matter is, if you're going to get success dating, you've got to risk being rejected. And a lot of the time that rejection isn't personal. You know, if someone's not your cup of tea, if they're not your type of person, you're going to find that, right? 
But what I do want to talk about is we've really become very superficial in the dating world. And it, it really is getting in the way of people finding really great people. Now, you might think that dating apps have killed romance, have killed any chance you've got of meeting people. But from my perspective, dating apps are an amazing tool that you can use. And if it's used well, you're going to meet more single people that way than any others. In fact, if you ask me where all the single people are, I'm going to tell you you're going to find more online than anywhere else. And it all comes down to how you go about using your online dating to be able to get success. And I see a lot of people that I work with, how they're using online dating, and I'm not surprised they're not getting any success. You know, whether that comes down to the type of pictures, the type of profile they have, or the types of messages they're sending, I can quickly see why they're not getting the success that they want. And like I said, some of it, we're being way too superficial and it's not working. Now, the reality is, and I've said this often, is first impressions can and do lie. We literally do not have enough information about someone when we first meet them. You know, I have people come to singles parties where there's 80 to 100 people and they go, oh, there was no one there that I was interested in. What I tell them is you really can't know if you haven't taken the time to get to know them. I've had plenty of people that have had to meet their person a couple of times before they like them enough to say yes. I see that all the time. You know, one of the reasons for that is people can come across and be a little bit awkward when they're in the dating world because of that fear of rejection, because they know they're going to be judged. And ladies, for men, it really is a tough freaking world at the moment, the dating world, tougher than it's ever been before, right? There's a lot of confusion to how a guy should act, whether he's going to offend a woman. And the guys that you want to meet are worried about that stuff. The guys that don't worry about that stuff are the narcissists, are the pliers, are the psychopaths. But your average guy is worried about doing the wrong thing because he hears all these mixed messages on the media. Also, they're having a higher level of rejection online than they've ever had before because they don't always have the skills that women expect them to have to be successful when they're online dating, right? So for all of those reasons, sometimes things don't work out how people think they're going to work out. And, you know, often people don't know what they don't know. The reality is that on apps like Tinder, there's 77% men on there and only 23% of women. So there's literally not enough men to go around for the women to be able to date. And there's a lot of frustration out there for guys. You can imagine how that might feel. It, you put yourself online, you put a profile and you're just not getting any results. It can feel harder. And, you know, sometimes they don't know what they're doing wrong or what's not working for them. And as I said, the frustration is a lot higher. So there's a whole other level of emotional fatigue around dating and not getting the results that they want to get. 
I also want to add, I said before that first impressions don't always, aren't always true. And I've seen plenty of women that have met their partner and had to meet them more than once or at a series of events before they actually really got to see the person who they are. And look, I experienced that myself with my partner. I, I met him probably three times before I kind of felt that attraction and it's always really interesting to me because I'm good at first impressions but he'd come into a dating event by googling his local Chinese restaurant and a dating article came up where I was quoted and there was a brunch on so he came along to the brunch and the brunch was a decent amount of time it wasn't a speed dating event we were there for quite a number of hours but he was a widow and he was talking to the women and the women loved the story. And I remember thinking, nice guy, but really quite boring. I left and I left people there. Um, and it came to another couple of events, including Rottnest, where we walked across Rottnest Island and things changed, right? I changed how I saw him because he was actually showing who he really was, which he didn't at the first event. And when I saw the person who he was, and he makes me laugh more than anyone else, the attraction grew. When we're going into situations and we're making those quick decisions just on looks or looking around a room without talking to people, or even in my case, I'd had a decent conversation, but I didn't get to see who the person really was. We're making instant decisions and missing out on people. Now, I'm, I really enjoyed interviewing the two female founders of the app Single. And, you know, go back and listen to that because it's worth listening. They, they said on their dating app, people have a tendency to choose the top 10% and miss out on the great people underneath, right? Where people are saying, where are all the good singles? How can I meet them? Well, they're actually missing out on great people because they're limiting their choice. Now, the reality that I see is a lot of people aren't great at setting up their profiles. They don't great at setting up pictures that are going to attract the right type of people, writing the right type of thing. They're not always great at messaging. So again, people are missing out on each other. From my extensive experience, there is no lack of good singles out there. I just find people are missing each other by the way they're going about approaching dating, right? If we wouldn't meet a friend and make that assessment so quick. I do a lot of business networking. You know, I'll walk into the room. It was quite interesting the other week. I went to a business networking and, you know, we had the sharing around the table. It was quite a good conversation and I had nice enough conversations, but one of the women offered me a lift home and we chatted on the 40-minute drive, but she was who she really was. I was who I really was. And there was so much more of a connection form than the polite talk that we sometimes do, that we feel like we have to. So sometimes being vulnerable and showing who we really are rather than who we think people want us to be will get so much of a better reaction. Now, the reality is that, you know, when it comes to this dating stuff, all we can do is focus on ourselves and what we can do better. I see a lot of talk on, on my Facebook page of men blaming women, women blaming men. It's not really a helpful conversation. The only person we have control over is ourselves and that's where you need to start, right? Look at yourself first. 
it's easy to put the problem outside of yourself. There's no good singles, dating's fucked, all of this stuff, but it's not particularly helpful to change any situation. In fact, then you become the victim of your circumstances rather than in a position where you can change your circumstance. There's a lot of women when I get feedback from events that tell me that a lot of men are just sitting around waiting to live their life when they meet a woman. And they go, that's not appealing. We want a guy that's got passion and interest and purpose, not just waiting for his life to happen. So what I do recommend in the meantime, get out there and live your life. Get out there and find what you enjoy. This is the last time you're going to be single. Make the most of it. And when you're enjoying your life, you're going to become magnetically more attractive to the opposite sex. You're going to have more to talk about. And quite honestly, you're going to get better results. But what I want to say is if you're on online dating, and like I said, what I like about online dating is you're going to find more single people in one place than anywhere else you know if you want to go fishing you go fishing where the fish are (laughs) you don't go where you prefer to fish but it's all about the way you use it because you don't want to just get a match you want to translate the matches into dates so you know sometimes you can get fooled by this this vast number of people that you can match with like it's an unlimited pool at a singles party that if one thing conversation doesn't work out, you're going to move to the next. And all that does is kill quality communication with someone in front of you. So what I do find is the way people behave and interact online, if they did that face-to-face, it wouldn't work, right? In fact, there's no social ramifications for bad behaviour online. So if you behave that way in real life, you'd have an immediate reaction and response that that wasn't acceptable. Yet online, there isn't that. So, you know, there's a lot of transactional language. There's a lot of ghosting. There's a lot of sexual innuendo. There's a lot of horrible behaviour. There's even a lot of angry messages that get sent when people are rejected. So much bad behaviour that you would never behave that way in real life. So what I do teach people to do, because I see people's messages and I see what they do online and I see why they're unsuccessful, right, is you've got to treat the conversations like you would a real-life conversation, right? And you're going to get a lot better results from that. And it does take a little bit of a skill, but when you learn it, it stops the the conversations fizzling out. It stops, you know, the conversation losing momentum. But when you're going online, one of the things that I would say first is, what are you going on there for? Are you going on there to boost your self-esteem? Are you going on there to combat loneliness? Are you going on there for a hookup? Are you going on there for a long-term relationship? Be clear about what you're going on there for. And, you know, I do say ask people what they're online for because there's a lot of people that can be on apps that are not looking for the same thing as you are, right, who might end up objectifying you, ghosting you, 
or not giving you the type of relationship that you want. So it's almost like you're qualifying whether you're on the same page. But what you really want to do is have some good conversations, right? And I see singles fall into some common traps when it comes to their messaging. And messaging is a huge part. So if you get a match, you don't, you don't want to have a boring conversation. You don't want to treat it as a transaction. It's a real life conversation. And on those messages, you've got to give a little bit about yourself and find out about them, right? Instead of the transaction, some people go on online dating and they go, well, surely they're on here to meet people and I'm just going to message to get the outcome of a date uh, and not anything else. Now, it, that's the equivalent of walking up to someone and asking for their phone number and walking away in real life. <laughs> you wouldn't get the phone number unless maybe you were Brad Pitt or, you know, Jennifer Aniston, right? One of the other common traps people fall into online is not putting any effort into the conversation, right? Now, communications on dating apps have always been an issue with people, you know, trying to get the right balance of what works, but you need to put some effort into the conversation. Otherwise, it's not going to go anywhere. Now, you might tell me that if the other person was generally interested, it would just flow. Well, that's not the case with online dating. And I want to tell you why. People aren't at the point where they're invested in you enough with those first text messages, essentially until you meet your strangers. There is no level of investment. They might be talking to five or six other people. They've not put the investment in you enough to have the level of interest it takes. And I see a lot of conversations die out online because people don't end up being invested in each other and having a real conversation with, with someone. So you, you don't want to just go, hey, how's your weekend? That, that's just boring. And for, for a lot of the singles, they'll have those messages in their inbox. And it just feels like work to respond them to someone that you don't really know. Like it's, it's, not, it's not fun, it's not interesting. And you haven't given anything of yourself. I mean, a different type of message in that case would be, hey, you know, I, I've had a, a mix of, of a weekend. I've been doing this, this and this. How's your weekend? Because you've given them something and asked them a question and shown some shown interest. What you do want to do is I, I find that guys particularly might miss a lot of answering some of the questions and they move on quickly to another question you wouldn't really do that in in real life because it would feel like talking over each other you also want to put some real effort into the messaging like what I recommend is instead of talking to a lot of people have a few matches and just talk to those people because our brain just can't cope with too many conversations at once it, it becomes overwhelming so you know, just talk to a couple of people and put in the effort into the conversation without putting the whole burden of the conversation on the other person. What you've got to realise, though, is people are busy. You know, I remember being online at one stage and I'd matched with a guy and I was literally about to get on a plane to, to go somewhere 
And I wanted to answer the question and not leave it, you know, answer the match. So I kind of just answered in a quick sentence. And when I got off the plane, I had this abusive message saying, if you're not going to make the effort to talk to me properly, I'm just going to unmatch you. And I might expect to go, oh, my God, I, I'd answered your question. I didn't have time, but I wanted to show you that I could answer. So he just got angry. Maybe he had too many people not being invested. Um, yeah, that, that just I kind of was astounded when I'd replied to his message. So know sometimes that people can be busy and different things can be competing for their attention. But if they've answered, they're actually showing interest in you then they're not showing that they're not because if they weren't interested, they wouldn't respond. Now, I do want to say that if you take too long to respond, people will move, move on to another chat. And in the podcast with Zinkle, the dating app people, they said that if you're leaving it any longer than 24 hours, you've left it too long. So you, you, want, to, you want to start having real conversations on the app. And guys, if a girl is answering you, keep the conversation going. And it's not about grilling or interviewing people. It's not about having boring information transactional exchanges. That doesn't build a connection. Like I said, when I when I met my partner, it's more about vulnerable and showing who you are in a positive light that builds a connection with people than continual questions. And I, I do see this a lot on dating apps, but what you want to do is you want to be able to have a great conversation like you might have in person where you go, gee, I felt comfortable enough with this person then I want to meet them and go on a date. That is your aim game. Now, if you're struggling with any of this, it is one of the things I do as a dating relationship coach. I will look at your messaging, I look at your profile and review it and give you what you need to do to get different results. Because sometimes you don't know what you don't know and you don't know where you might not be getting the results that you really want to. And again, from that outside perspective, and it's what I'm an expert about, I can give you that insight. Because it's, it's surprising. I know when I did a lot of dating app dating, there were conversations I could have via text messages that didn't take a long time. Maybe it was just in a day or two days that I couldn't wait to meet the person. And there were other ones that it felt so boring, so tedious, so much like hard work that we never met. And, you know, they might have been great people and I never got to see that. The one thing that I do want to say, and I, I said, I'm not sure if I said it earlier, but on a lot of the dating apps, there can be more men than women. Like I said, Tinder is 70% male users. Uh, Bumble is 63%. So, guys, sometimes you're going to have to be working a little bit hard in those initial stages. You're going to have to put some investment in if you want to get the results that you want. You might not like that idea, but if you want to change those results, change what you're doing and put some more investment in. Because I've seen guys get some amazing results by just doing things a little bit differently. Now, if you're women... Sometimes we, as women, we're expecting guys to jump through hoops. 
And we have a little bit more choice online. So we can get freaking overwhelmed by messages. And it really is overwhelming, right? <laughs> Sorry, I've just got speechless. When it's overwhelming, sometimes I recommend mindfully swiping, ladies. Don't go and swipe to everyone. Give yourself a set time, swipe, and then concentrate on those matches. Concentrate on messing with those guys. And if that doesn't get anywhere, then swipe some more. You can put your app on snooze and just concentrate on the matches that you've got. It saves the overwhelm, right? And instead of not putting some investment in the conversations, invest in it. If, if your real goal is to have a relationship and get to know people, change some of what you're doing in those online chats instead of making guys jump through hoops to get to you. Because what I do find is the guys that are particularly good at this stuff can be the love bombers, the narcissists, the psychopaths. They're very skilled and practiced in what it takes to women win a woman over, right? I've done it so many times. It's like second nature. The good guys are not always so skilled at what it takes to do that. And sometimes you're ruling out the very men that are going to be perfect for you. So I really do think, you know, when I work with men and women, there's things that women can do differently and there's things that men can do differently that will hugely change the results they get and you know often you don't know what you don't know or don't see the difference you know I know that you might think of a guy as that invested in you he's going to pursue you but sometimes at these early internet dating stages where everyone's feeling the emotional fatigue from dating they're, they're feeling the rejection they're they're not invested they're not doing that I often say don't judge people until you meet them in person because it's so easy to get pissed off by some of the behaviours online. And I hear you, I've been there. But you know what? Don't lose heart because there are so many amazing singles out there and your person is out there. You know, you have to get out there and meet people if you're going to want to find your person. And you don't want to come across weird as awkward or awkward. You want to come across as that person you are when you're comfortable with your friends, when you're your real self. You will come across so much differently when you can relax and do that. And instead of seeing each, you know, date as rejection, see it as practicing the skills in getting closer to the person that's your person. Anyway, I've talked long enough. If you want any help with any of this stuff, please reach out to me. It's, for me, it's a real passion to help people become successful because I know firsthand that a good relationship makes your life so much better. Coming home to your best friend, having that person that's got your back is wonderful. And, you know, your person could just be around the corner. Anyway, thank you for listening. and. My name's Debbie Rivers. I'm a relationship coach. And I hope whatever you do today, it puts a smile on your face. Bye for now.